Who's having the better year? Tyree Kill or AJ Brown? Also, are the Bengals back? That and more on the Charlie Jacobs podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, and week 8 of the NFL season is in the books. Just some recap things. I have another member of my three sack club. I actually own a jersey of his. It's Kayvon Thibodeau. Right now, he has eight and a half sacks this season, which is tied for third most in the league. He really looks like the player that the Giants saw in college when they drafted him. He's a stud. He's been looking better every week. This week, he did have three sacks, which is why he's in the three sack club. But also as a Giants fan, with how poorly the team has been performing, it's nice to see at least someone be very successful. Also, Dexter Lawrence has had 44 pressures as a nose tackle, which would have been 12th in the league total last year, and it's only after week eight, which is also a very fun stat. That's all the Giants talked this week, though, because that game was very disappointing. But moving on, Dallas, they found a stud in last year's draft. Deron Bland for Dallas. He already this year has three pick sixes, which is just crazy. Last year, as I said, fifth round pick. He's been great. Losing Trayvon Diggs, and they replace him essentially with Bland, and Bland has been awesome. And next year when they get Trayvon back, it feels like their cornerback career is going to be even better than it is this year. Also, Jameer Gibbs finally had a breakout game. 26 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown, along with five catches for 37 yards. Gibbs finally showed why he was drafted as high as he was, and he's kind of showing the Lions that they should play him more, even when Montgomery comes back. Also, a big story this weekend, Will Levis. He got the start, and he threw four touchdowns. A lot of the game, he was okay. There was a couple dropbacks where he didn't look great. He was throwing some balls behind his receivers, but some of the throws he made, like the one he threw to Nick Westbrook-Akine for the touchdown, were insane, and they just show why people scouting him last year for the draft saw the potential that they did. He has a very good deep ball. Now, though, we need to see how he faces up against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. One big thing I want to talk about right now is who is the best wide receiver in the league. Is it Tyreek Hill or is it A.J. Brown? Both players are having record pace setting, and A.J. Brown's already set a record. Tyreek Hill is up there in the record books. And this season, both wide receivers have been incredible. You have Tyreek Hill. He's already over 1,000 yards in only eight games. He's on pace for 2,155 yards and 17 touchdowns this season. The 17 touchdowns, there have been players with more, but the 2,155 yards, if he can get to that or even more, or even just break 2,000, it's just mind-blowing because it's never been done, and it's crazy because Hill has been amazing. But then you have A.J. Brown. He has 939 receiving yards this season, which is just under 1,000 yards. But this past week, he set an NFL record for the most straight games with 125 or more receiving yards. Six games in a row for him. He broke the previous record of five. He's also, if you take his yards and extrapolate it over the season, he's on pace for just under 2,000 yards with 1,995 yards, and he would have about 10 or 11 touchdowns. Both wide receivers are having such incredible seasons. There's a chance both finish with 2,000 yards. It's just mind-blowing that it's never been done in the history of football, 
and it might be done by two players in the same season. It's crazy. Before I move on to talking about the trade deadline, one more thing. The Bengals are back. Burrow looked completely healthy. He looked like the Joe Burrow we all know and love. The Joe Burrow that took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. He looked great. Mixon also looked very good. Jamar Chase, still one of the best receivers in the league. He's incredible. Their defense looks really good. They have a great D-line. I love Trey Hendrickson, and I also really like Sam Hubbard. One thing to note, too, that they could have even scored more on that 49ers defense because of the Irv Smith fumble. They didn't, though. So that's another thing to note. The Bengals look like they're back, and as long as they get in the playoffs, they can make a lot of noise in the AFC, especially with how the Chiefs looked this past week against the Broncos. Yes, Mahomes has the flu, but that was not a good showing, and they did not trade for a receiver at the deadline, which I had hoped they would do because I feel like that's what they need. Anyways, what can I do? I'm not the one making the trades, but speaking of trades, the trade deadline. First, the Leonard Williams trade, which dropped yesterday. The Giants traded Leonard Williams to the Seahawks, and they get back a 2024 second-round pick and a 2025 fifth-round pick. Yes, I love this trade. The Seahawks need Leonard Williams because right now they're in first place in their division. And they're going to compete with the Niners for that division title, especially because both teams haven't played each other yet this season. For the Giants, getting that 2024 second round pick could be something that they use to move up in the draft if we want to go after maybe even Caleb Williams or Drake May or just to move up again to get another pick in the first round because of how loaded this draft class is especially at receiver and tackle and quarterback. The next trade, this was the first trade that dropped today. The Bears traded for Montez Sweat. A little bit of a weird one, in my opinion, because there hasn't been anything that come out yet that they have signed him to an extension. He's on the last year of his deal. They gave a second-round pick for Montez Sweat, 2024 second-round pick, and the same thing with the Giants trading up is the same thing for the Commanders. And... It's just a strange deal because Sweat is on the last year of his deal and the Bears are nowhere close to being in Super Bowl contention. Next up, the Josh Dobbs trade. So yesterday, Jonathan Gannon said either Kyler Murray or Clayton Toon would get the start in Week 9, not Josh Dobbs. Now Josh Dobbs has been traded to the Vikings. And this is after Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. Hopefully he gets well soon. Hopefully he's back next year and healthy because I really hate to see quarterbacks or just NFL players, matter of a fact, to go down with Achilles injuries because those are always the hardest, in my opinion, from watching football and watching other sports to come back from, especially in football, though. But Rodgers, that whole Rodgers story is crazy, but I'm not talking about that right now. But Josh Jobs to the Vikings, plus a seventh-round pick to the Vikings. Cardinals get a sixth-round pick. That's the trade. This week, rookie Jaron Hall is set to make his NFL debut as a starter. He did play a little bit in the game against the Packers, which they won, but he wasn't starting, and he's going to be the starter this week. So I think Dobbs is a great guy to have there because if Hall is good, then they'll keep playing Hall. But if he's not, you have Dobbs, who looked pretty good in Arizona, even though Arizona does not have a good record. Next up, a smaller trade to a lot of the casual football fans. But this trade actually is kind of big. 
the Vikings traded guard Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars for a six-round pick. Ezra Cleveland is a pretty good guard in the league. He's young. He's a good talent in his position, and the Jaguars getting that adds depth to the O-line, especially if they're a team that wants to make a big playoff push and maybe even a Super Bowl push. Who knows? Because their defense does look really good. Another trade was the Donovan Peoples-Jones trade. He got traded from the Browns to the Lions for a 2024 six-round pick. Marvin Jones not likely to play again this season because of personal reasons. So having DPJ on that team is a good boost for them, and it'll be good for Jared Goff in the long run. Also, the Packers traded corner Rasul Douglas and a 2024 fifth-round pick to the Bills for a 2024 third-round pick. Again, the Packers could use this as leverage if they want to move up in the draft, but then for the Bills, they lost Trey White, Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, and Rasul Douglas. He has been very good at points in his career, so just getting that guy over to the Bills could help their defense in the long run, mainly this season, while they wait till next year to get these guys back, but they still want to be in contention to go try to win a Super Bowl, so that's why they made this trade. And then, in my opinion, the biggest trade of this deadline, Chase Young. The fact that the Niners gave up less for Chase Young than the Bears did for Montez Sweat is kind of crazy. The Niners got Chase Young. They gave up a third-round pick from 2024. I think it's a great trade for the Niners because their defense the past few weeks has not looked as good. And now you're bringing back the Ohio State number two draft picks in back-to-back years. Chase Young and Nick Bosa teammates once again that d-line is disgusting it's gonna be really tough to defend against for any offensive line so the Niners made a big move and they're going all in to try to win it this year those were really all the trades for the NFL trade deadline but in the NBA there was a huge trade James Harden is now on the Clippers also in the deal Philip Pestrusev and PJ Tucker went to the Clippers the Sixers got back Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, KJ Martin, and some picks, including a 2028 first round unprotected pick from the Clippers. So now Harden reunited with Westbrook for the third time in his career, and he's also playing with Kawhi and Paul George. The Clippers, a big part of this trade, they wanted to keep Terrence Mann no matter what, and they did. The Clippers are taking a risk because Harden hasn't been a great playoff performer in his career, and he also has been a little bit of a problem in some locker rooms. But this team could go far if everyone stays healthy, and I mean everyone. If Harden stays healthy, if Kawhi stays healthy, if Paul George stays healthy, if Westbrook stays healthy, if those four are all healthy when it comes to playoff time, that team could be really tough to beat in the playoffs because all four of those guys have experience. Even though Westbrook and Harden aren't the best playoff performers They do have experience, especially compared to some of the teams in the West that are much younger, like the Thunder, the Kings, who don't really have that playoff experience. It could be huge for them. Also, I want to touch on the Rookie of the Year race right now. It's very, very, very early, but right now I think Chet Holmgren is in the lead of it. He's looked good. He's been a good three-point shooter. I mean, it's his second year, but it's technically his first. It's kind of like what happened with Ben Simmons. But he still has to compete with generational prospect Victor Wembanyama. One thing I just want to say is when I was watching him against the Rockets, when he had the back-to-back blocks against Jabari Smith, I was mind-blown. That was amazing. I don't know when I've seen a player do that. Victor is such a good player. He's so fun to watch. 
he's an alien out there. He's no one we've ever seen before. It's crazy. And I know that a lot of opposing players and coaches, they're just in awe of his wingspan and his height. And they're all saying, let's try to beat him now because in a couple of years, we probably won't be able to. That's how highly the NBA players, coaches, GMs, owners all think of him alone. And that's not even including the fans. It's just crazy. And then the other rookie who I thought would be in the race when the season started was Scoot Henderson, but he has not been very great. He's one for 18 from three this season, and he just hasn't been very efficient. He's not been a great player for the Blazers, and hopefully he can do better because I really, really, really loved him coming out of the G League, and he was a great player. I thought he should have went number two, but actually the guy who went number two, Brandon Miller, he's been playing well off the bench for the Hornets. Then you have Asar Thompson, who's also been looking very good. He's a great rebounder for the Pistons. And Kaysom Wallace has been a very good defender for the Thunder. Then I have three other things just overall from the NBA that I want to touch on. First off, Cam Thomas on the Nets. He First game, he came off the bench. And then the next few games, he's been starting. He's been averaging over 30 points per game as the start of this season. He's a great scorer, but he's not really a passer, not really a rebounder. It's cool to watch someone keep putting up these crazy point numbers, but he doesn't have the assists or rebounds like that. Also, right now, it's very early, but right now Luka Doncic is the MVP favorite. It is very early, as I said, but he is the odds-on favorite right now, and he looks like Luka Doncic, and he looks like a man on a mission, especially after missing the playoffs last year. Also, LeBron James, he's looked great this season. He is not showing his age. He looks like LeBron James. He doesn't look like old LeBron James. He looks like LeBron James. All of this, it's very early though. The season's only a weekend. There's a lot of basketball still to be played. So there's a lot more things that are going to happen this season. And we'll see what happens with that. Now for this episode's Jacob's Jugular. A non-quarterback will win the NFL MVP this season. I have three people who I think could win it. Two of them I talked about earlier. Tyreek Hill. If he breaks 2,000 yards, he could win it. He's also such a positional advantage that teams have to game plan solely for him because of how much of a threat he is to defenders, and he still is producing at such a high level. Another player that I think could win it, A.J. Brown. If A.J. Brown keeps extending this streak, keeps getting 125-plus receiving yards in each game and extends this streak and ends up breaking 2,000 yards too, he could also do this, and he's also a huge positional advantage because the one thing that the Eagles do that not many other teams do this, and it's a little bit weird that they don't, is Hertz will just throw it up to A.J. Brown when he has no options, and two out of three times, it'll be good for the Eagles because A.J. Brown will either make the catch or there'll be a pass interference call because defenders are scared of what A.J. Brown could do to them because of how dominant he is. He is also a positional advantage. And then the third guy, who I think maybe the most likely, I actually think Tyreek, but then also you got Christian McCaffrey. If he continues this streak of scoring a touchdown in consecutive games, he tied the record this week at 17 games with the touchdown consecutively. It's amazing. It's crazy. And He's doing it, and it looks so easy for him. If he keeps up what he's doing currently, too, this season, 
He is on pace right now to have around 1,400 rushing yards along with 19 rushing touchdowns and then receiving 68 receptions for 620 receiving yards and 9 touchdowns. That is incredible. McCaffrey is such a great player. Again, positional advantage. A lot of times running backs, the value, it's weird in this league, especially when you pay them. McCaffrey is a is that one guy that deserves that money. At least he deserves it more than other guys because of how dominant he is and how much of an advantage he is at his position over other teams because of how many ways you can use him and how he still can get through all of that and still dominate. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Charlie Jacobs podcast. I will be back next week for my recap of week nine of the NFL season. And I'm also going to talk about the NBA and also tonight, actually, The college football playoff rankings come out, so I might do something on that as well. But anyways, thanks again for listening. That's all.